He's depressed. He knows that he should be happy, but he's not. He's actually dreading Christmas. Lucy tries to tell him that joy comes through involvement and signs him up to be the director of the Christmas play. Sally, his sister, thinks that joy comes through receiving lots of presents. But Charlie Brown is not convinced. He finally cries out, doesn't anyone know what Christmas is all about? How many of you feel like that when Christmas rolls around? Charlie Brown is searching everywhere and asking everyone for answers. Linus had the right idea. He went to the Bible, reciting Luke 2. He relayed the angel's joyful message, a savior has come. The angels had the true answer as to what Christmas is all about. Christmas is all about Jesus and our hearts finding their satisfying joy in him. And this is exactly what the angels told the shepherds on that wonderful night. But before we dive into the Christmas story, it's important to ask the question, what are angels? It's easy to form many misconceptions, from cutesy or even weird drawings to unbelievers' viewpoint about angels in the spirit world, it's easy to view angels in a way differently than they are presented in the Bible. Angels are created, spiritual beings who serve as ministers to God. While they are not omnipresent like God, throughout the Bible, angels serve as messengers and representatives communicating God's loving plans to his people. And angels are a great reminder that there is more to the world than what our eyes can physically see. However, we must remember that the Bible strongly cautions that we can never seek, pray to, or worship angelic beings. Angels themselves exist to worship and serve and glorify God directly in carrying out his will. It's important to note that angels do not show up visibly that frequently. So when they do, it signals that God wants to say something important. And there's no doubt that Jesus' arrival is important news. God uses angels throughout the birth story. We can see in Luke chapter 1 that an angel brings good news to the priest Zechariah, saying that he and his wife will have a son named John the Baptist, who will prepare the way for Jesus, announcing the kingdom of God. Also in Luke chapter 1, an angel brings good news to Mary, that God is establishing his eternal kingdom and will fulfill the promise of Isaiah 7:14, A virgin will conceive and bear a son whose name is Emmanuel, God with us. We can also see in Matthew that an angel appears to Joseph in a dream, telling him a savior is coming. So as we can see, God uses angels several times to announce the coming of Christ. But for this morning, I want to focus on the angel's declaration in Luke 2, 8 through 14, which says, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. But the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David 
a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. This is more than a simple birth announcement. The angel's declaration celebrates in an extraordinary manner Jesus, the Son of God in human flesh. The first thing we see is that this angel's message is great news that brings joy. The angel interrupts the shepherds from their regular everyday life and activities, and after telling the shepherds not to fear, the angel announces the most important news in human history. This good news is the gospel, which is literally what the word good news implies. This good news is not some ideology or philosophy or government program. It's not good news like, wow, the Blues just won the Stanley Cup, or wow, I just got a new car. This good news is life-changing news about redemption. God has given a Savior who will save his people from their sins. And that's the greatest problem all of us face, sin. And this good news is for all people, not just Jews in the nation of Israel. It is for Jews, Gentiles, people from every tribe, race, nation, and language. There is no other way of salvation except through faith in Jesus. Another thing we see is that the angel's news fulfills God's promises and prophecies. In the city of David, a Savior is born, who is Christ the Lord. Jesus fulfills the Old Testament promises and predictions. He was born in Bethlehem, as prophesied in Micah 5.2, which says, But you, O Bethlehem Ephratah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth from me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. So the angel's announcement was not clothed in mystery, but surrounded by a chain of perfectly timed, concrete events with specific places and people. And in their joyful proclamation, we can see that the angels give Jesus three titles in one short sentence. He is Savior. He is Christ. He is Lord. The title Savior specifies his mission to save sinners and bring redemption. The title Lord communicates authority, and the word for Lord is the word used in the Old Testament of God himself. Jesus is the almighty king and sovereign Lord over everything. The title Christ means that he is the long-awaited Messiah spoken of in the Old Testament. He is the promised one that the Jews had been longing for, and in him, all of the covenant promises of the Old Testament find their fulfillment. He would bring God's kingdom to earth and bring hope to the nations. We can see how he fulfills the promise that one day all peoples and nations will come and worship God. As Psalm 86.9 explains, All the nations you have made shall come and worship before you. This is not a promise of universalism, that every human being goes to heaven. Rather, it is a declaration that God's saving work 
is not limited by physical boundaries. Another thing we see is that the angel's news causes worship. Throughout scripture, angels declare God's infinite worthiness and delight in worshiping him. Though one angel told the shepherds about Jesus' birth, more angels appear. The entire host of heaven, literally an army of angels, began rejoicing. They worshiped and glorified God for what he had accomplished. And because this is an extraordinary event in human history, it warrants the highest praise. And the angels never tire of praising and celebrating God for the reality of his saving work. I really like how pastor teacher Dr. John Griever explains it when he says, I don't think God got a committee of angels together in heaven before they came down here to earth. And he had a briefing with the angels where he told them, now, you are going to go down there, this is what you are going to say, and when you are cued, you are supposed to enjoy it and work up enthusiasm. It probably didn't go that way. God did send the message through the angels, but when the angels delivered the message, they were so overwhelmed with the joy of it that they couldn't stop praising God. They couldn't contain their joy. They exploded in praise and exultation when announcing Jesus' birth. If we could understand what the angels understood and could see and perceive what they saw, we would follow their example in praising the Lord with great thanksgiving for the mercy and grace of God manifested in the person of Jesus. So clearly, the angel's message is a joyful message. A savior has come so that there can be peace with God. And this glorious event that happened over 2,000 years ago is still so relevant to us today. Why is the angel's message so important to us? There are many reasons, but I want to highlight two prominent ways. One, we must remember that true, lasting joy comes from God alone. We do a lot of fun things at Christmas, decorating Christmas trees, wrapping presents, giving and receiving gifts, seeing loved ones, watching movies, and all sorts of other fun activities. But those things cannot be the primary source of our joy. They are wonderful things that we can and should enjoy, but true joy must always be centered on God. We have so many eternal heavenly blessings. No person or situation or life circumstance can ever steal our joy. So no matter what, we have eternal joy in Jesus. And it may sound trite, but Jesus is the reason for the season. And we must always keep that in focus and let him be the source of our joy. Without Christ, we entirely miss the point of Christmas and even life itself. The second idea I want to highlight from this passage is that worship centers around Jesus and his saving work. And in response, we should be filled with worship because his coming means redemption for us. Jesus' birth is a life-changing, world-changing event. His birth leads to his death and resurrection, 
all to fulfill God's glorious plan of salvation. We must worship him wholeheartedly with adoration because Jesus' birth shows the goodness and grace and love of God. God sovereignly acted in human history to make a way to save unworthy people who do not deserve the mercy of God. We have all sinned and we all need to be saved from our sin. We need a savior. We need Jesus. His life of perfect obedience, his death on the cross to atone for sin, and his resurrection from the grave are more than sufficient to save sinners. And through his grace and the work of the Holy Spirit, we can respond in faith, and we need to respond in faith. Angels don't need Jesus to save them, and yet they worship so exuberantly. So, as sinners doomed to hell, how much more then should we respond when God saves our soul? We must embrace and celebrate this truth, not just at Christmas alone, but every day of the year. We need to throw aside our distractions and let our hearts adore him. We must come to him humbly in repentance, believing this joyous news in our hearts. The angels did proclaim wonderful news. The greatest gift and blessing in this life is being saved through Christ. Jesus satisfies the deepest longing of our hearts. Let's join together in prayer.